You're locked into This Is How, the podcast where we go behind the scenes to uncover the job roles shaping the most influential brands and companies and culture. For free content, resources and advice to kickstart your dream career, as well as insider tips direct from our podcast guests and industry experts, head to our website at thisishow.uk. My name is Boalia. I'm a freelance journalist and editor, the founder of women's basketball collective called The Hackney Gazelles, and occasionally I DJ too. My name's Alex, and I'm a creative director and copywriter working in sportswear and fashion, having founded publications The Daily Street and Crep City magazine. This episode has been recorded over video call during the lockdown, so please excuse any bumps or background noise because, you know, it bees that way sometimes. On today's episode, we'll be meeting Daniel Obichikwu, who works as a creative designer at social media phenomenon TikTok. Applause in the studio for Daniel. Welcome. Cheers. Daniel. Yo, that's good. Talk, talk us through exactly what that title means and creative designer. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, when I applied for the job, like I was looking at it and I was like, creative designer, that sounds wicked. Like, because more time I was just seeing like graphic designer, motion designer, 3D designer. I'm like, I want to just design. Like, I don't want to be put in like a, a box. And then I saw creative design. Mm. And I was like, oh, this sounds, this sounds wicked. This sounds cool. And then when I got there, I found out that was the only one. Well, only one in, in, the, in the UK anyway. So they were like, yeah, we, we, we don't really know what it means either, but it means whatever <laughs> you want it to mean. So I was just like, all right, all right, sick. So I work in the business marketing function. So in terms of business marketing, I'm the only creative director. Um, designer at the moment in the eu team um but we are hiring so yeah if this is if this comes out in time check out careers.tiktok.com nice little plug there nice plug <laughs> can you talk us through like what your job actually involves what kind of stuff are you doing at, at tiktok as a creative designer there's a, a lot of variety to be honest which is which is fun um like because i work in the business marketing function like we we work with a lot of brands so it's like how brands appear on our app, how they run ads and um, like collaborations that we do. Like, for example, um, back in February, we done like a, a, a collaboration with um, Converse because they were released in a new sneaker. So they had an event um, in East London and we had like a section in, um, in the event where we were just like customizing trainers with some of the creators that are famous on TikTok. Um, and just kind of doing every, just just kind of representing our brand in in the way that we we come across in terms of being creative. So for that, I was doing like a lot of video editing uh, and all that kind of stuff. But other times it could be like helping out with presentations in terms of pitches to brands. Um, other times it could be like helping out with helping with like how um, ads are going to appear on our app in terms of like mock-ups um or like branded effects and stuff like that so yeah there's there's a lot of variety to be honest and then and then the odd time i get to help with merch as well so oh, that's yeah. cool yeah so break down your day-to-day for us daniel well we have two, we have two versions we have the the pre-covid version post-covid version um <laughs> pre-covid uh it would be like coming into the office kind of settling down catching up on like any messages that might have come overnight or like, because obviously we're, we're, we're a, a, a global company. So, you know, might get messages from LA, might get messages from New York and obviously time differences and stuff. So catching up on any messages and um, then just checking your calendar to see what meetings you've got. 
um i'd i'd say that in in all the jobs that i've worked these are the this is the most meeting like heavy job that i've ever had like okay yeah meetings like if you you need to know how to like have a meeting be like, in a meeting yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, so you go through a lot of meetings um you're interacting with people then your day-to-day is i guess formulating ideas uh, so yeah, formulating ideas, drafting up designs, coming up with finals, um, and then liaising with all the people that I need to liaise with to to make sure it gets done and the final products out there and all of that works. So for example, when I was talking about branded effects, like um, if a brand wants to um, run a branded effect on our app, like they will come talk to us, we will have like some concepts drafted up, and then that'll go through. To like the branded effects team they'll get cracking on that um how many people are you liaising with and do you speak to them in their particular language uh, as a creative designer see this is where they catch you out right because you can as a creative designer you're expected to really have input and be able to do everything creative so like i do a lot of video editing um and also help with like the liaising with agencies when it comes to like building websites and all of that kind of stuff and um, lucky enough i've got a lot of friends in those fields so when i don't know what i'm talking about there's a quick whatsapp message and being like yo bruv can you like explain this to me quickly and yeah then i then i sound smart um but in terms of like liaising with there's there's so many different people to liaise with like there's people in hr you need to liaise with there's different agencies you need to liaise with creative directors web designers project managers like creators as well. So this is def- it's definitely not a role where you're like the guy in the corner designing things, not talking to anyone. Nah, nah. It sounds like there's a, there's a lot, like you're interacting with a lot of different teams, even different countries. How many tech languages are you fluent in? Yeah, it's a good question. Like if you're talking to like a web developer, are you talking in coding? If you then have to go to the video person, are you then doing like, oh, this is how to do it in... Um, an edit suite, etc. Yeah, you need to you need to know at least your basic packages like Photoshop, Illustrator. If if you've got experience in like After Effects and like Premiere Pro for like animation, video editing, and like like special and visual effects, great. Um, but I'd say Photoshop and Illustrator are you're very basic. Um, in in terms of like web design or like UX design and stuff, I'd say learn programs like Sketch, um, Principle. I think uh, obviously I've got a 3D background, so in terms of that, it's like Maya, 3ds Max. I'm going to ask the all-important question now, though. Which of these software is free? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, if someone's question. getting stuck, because I know for a fact Adobe Creative Suite is anything but free, because yeah. that bill comes out every year yeah. and it stings. <laughs> so where can pe- people that are like going, you know what, this sounds interesting. I want to go and like check it out, maybe learn some of these softwares, get the basics dialed. Um, how can they do that? Which where should they start? Mm, great question. Um, in terms of free software, if you're in education, there's a lot of educational licenses that you can definitely access. Um, yes. Outside, including Adobe Creative Suite, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's a lot cheaper if yeah if uh, if you're a student, significantly cheaper. And obviously, if you've got you if if your uni uni's got it, then there's times where you can get that license like a roman license from your university so that's great um in terms of free alternatives i don't know 
the names off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's a quick Google search for free alternatives, you know? It's also worth pointing out at this point, I think that um, a lot of these software companies off the back of COVID have given away like three month free trials on all this kind of stuff. So a bit of digging and you can find at least for a couple of months, you could get learning while you've got that spare time uh, and get on these programs. If Daniel does think of those links later, he can pass them on to us and those links will be available at thisishow.uk. And you can find out more about the software Daniel just mentioned, as well as about the software that Alex just mentioned, um, that will give you the relevant programs that you can use. And three months free trial is a really great way to start a portfolio Mm -hmm. um within that three months even if you don't get realized the full version of what your portfolio to look like um if anything it's just a really great jump off start so for more information about those programs go to thisishow.uk talk to us about what it's like working at tiktok specifically and like a company that is you know set to be the kind of new instagram like right at the forefront of everything and creating a lot of change yeah what is it like it is fast-paced um is very interesting like it's very exciting everyone is like a friend like everyone is super cool like and everyone's got like their own like interesting like niches and stuff and you learn about like different cultures you learn about different interests and all that kind of stuff and then on top of that you have the perks and benefits of working at the company so yeah like what are some of the perks and benefits of working at the company um we might get free lunch but you didn't hear that from me um, <laughs> there's a rumor you get yeah. free lunch TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no that like that was high key like oh my gosh like when i found that out i was like yeah you don't you don't need, you don't need to pay me <laughs> yeah. i'll take the lunch and just a variety of other stuff like we have um like team um social building events like different like internal events um what else like your app is like based from a music app called musically right it started as a music based app i'm guessing that music culture is really important to the kind of environment of tiktok do you have music playing all the time or is it no yeah um in terms of uh music yes it's a a very big part of our app and it's a very big part of um like our culture and what we do not just music but like creativity in general um and in terms of like the office i feel like you know because because we're growing at the moment like there's just different aspects that are just building so like sometimes you will have like music playing and sometimes right sometimes you have artists and celebrities walking through the office because they're you know, going around like, what's the tea like, if you casual, can't break casual. an nda they're coming for that free lunch yeah who <laughs> um, who oh, there's, a, there's a, a few football players have come through a couple you know, Netflix stars and that have come through as well. It's, it's, it's just a vibe. Like, you'd think in terms of, like, a workplace, you'd be like, all right, cool, come in, put my bag down, flick out my laptop, type, 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 for, like, nine hours a day, then go home. Like, it's not that at all. Like, it's very modern. All right, so creative designer is fluid, right? It's like... I, think, I guess that's what attracted you to the role. From the sounds of things, it's not specifically one thing. Yeah, I'm very much that kind of person, like that way inclined. Um, like I studied uh, at uni, I studied computer animation and visual effects. And I've done like art since I was a kid. And then graphic design, like I self-taught from like like secondary school. So 
like I'm, I'm very much like someone that wants to have um, input on everything rather than just being like, or like I can do typography or I can do motion. Like I always planned to go into computing. So initially I was going to go computer science route things. So like always done IT when I was in school, um, done IT when I was in college. Um, also had like art on the side just to keep my sanity because like, you know, I was a creative head. So I was just like, yeah, I can't just stare at numbers all day. Um, so then, yeah, I remember when I was in um, my final year of college and looking at, you know, the, the um, courses that are around the country at different universities. I remember I had like, like literally a list of 10, like computers, computer science courses. And luckily enough, like my, like I've, I've got three older siblings, two older sisters and an older brother. And my older sister was like, yeah, make sure you're doing a course where you can experience what you want to do at uni. So, you know, whether that's, you know, what you want to do. So luckily enough on my course, I was doing a bit of computer science for one of the modules and it, it, it let me know very quickly. I was not a computer scientist at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I, I dropped that and I was just like, nah, I don't want to do that. This is not, this is not like, my thing like it's, it's it's not what i considered fun or a challenge um so i was just scanning and i was like i still want to do something involving computers and something that's technical but at the same time i want there to be a creative element to it and then luckily enough like i knew what kind of industries i wanted to work in i wanted to work in um film or um games so i was just like oh what kind of rings those bells so i was looking at games design and then I found computer animation and visual effects up in Leeds. And I was just like, yo, look, this is, look, this looks sick. Went for a open day. I think that's what they're called. Um, yeah. Open day. Uh, and saw some of the, the, the students that were there, saw some of their work. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is me. This is what I want to do. And yeah, that's how, that's how I got into that. Okay. So you kind of like worked backwards from where you wanted to be in terms of what industry you, you might not know exactly what you wanted to do in it, but you knew that would be interesting to you and you'd kind of love that. And then you look backwards in terms of what jobs kind of spoke to you and your skill set and your passions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need educate, you know, formal education for a job like this or can you just kind of like find yourself a cheap version of the software we were talking about earlier and get familiar with it and then kind of make a portfolio or do you need to come with a degree? Yeah. Do you know what? It's a great question. And there's two sides to that. I'd say in terms of being a designer, first and foremost, the most important thing you need is a body of work and a solid body of work. Like having, having a strong portfolio can open doors that even having a, a first in your degree won't open. Do you know what I mean? So definitely having a strong body of work and making sure that it hits the notes that, that need to be hit and it, it demonstrates the employable skills that you have. That's great. Um, obviously, if you do have some form of education, that's also great too. But a lot of these companies nowadays are realizing that, you know, not everyone goes to university, not everyone has you know, the, the ability to go to university or the, the accessibility and stuff like that. So, you know, they're offering, whether that's apprenticeships, whether that's entry-level roles where they kind of grow your skills, like, or internships as well. Like there's all these other um, entry routes into the working world and into other industries. 
So I'd say definitely check that out before you say, oh, I need a degree. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a whole a whole load of options that are available to you. But I'd say strong strong portfolio. If you can look at your portfolio and be like, wow, then yeah, send that over. So here, there's all right. So there's an element of like make it catchy. I also yeah. heard some good advice recently about you've got to remember the portfolio needs to showcase your best work, not all of your work. Right. And then also what it does need to showcase is like that broad range of your skill set. So make sure that you've got something in there for every skill you want to show off and like maybe a bit of information about what you did there and why you're putting that in there. But don't worry too much about it, whether that's um, something you did at school or at uni or something you did for a client that's clouty or something you did off your own back as a self-initiated project. Uh, it's, it's that it's the quality of work you're putting in there and then the variation of skills you're showcasing that's the most important thing. If you're listening to this and you're still like, oh, how do I do all of these kind of things? Like maybe incorporate some of those digital skills that you've heard Daniel say that he employs in his job and implement them into a portfolio that speaks to the culture and the climate of TikTok. I mean, do you have to actually also, I think that's something that people also forget, um, remembering the audience. And if the audience is TikTok, what would you speak to as like the culture of TikTok? What what defines this like sensational platform? Yeah, making sure you're you're targeting the the right audience with your portfolio and with your CV is critical because you know when when you when when we're reviewing this stuff, we're looking for those key points because you know, imagine like we're reviewing like 50 applications a day or something like that you you need to make sure that those key points are like like stand up stand above the rest do you know what i mean and like they really hit those notes so yeah and don't be afraid to like like personal projects trust me they are sick because they have that ability to kind of allow you to demonstrate things that clients or job don't allow you to demonstrate so don't don't be afraid to throw those in there too and the fact that it's personal, it's self-initiated, is actually more impressive. That it's not like a don't look at, don't undermine that. Do you know what I mean? So, would you recommend kind of tweaking your portfolio depending on who you're sending it to? Oh, definitely. Like, I like don't if you, if if you I don't know worked in games design, don't don't send us games design stuff like level design. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, unless we're, unless we're hiring for a games design role, like <laughs> then of of course, like but you know you you've got to make sure that you're tailoring the stuff that you're that you're sending over in your portfolio to to that audience because sometimes it would just make you look unprofessional and make you look unprepared and like you're just kind of firing like wildly into into the the, the unemployed chasm that is indeed or. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh so my here- God, indeed. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so triggered. All right, so if people are listening, so you went the education route, the not educated, the uni route, right? Um, and there's definitely going to be a, a big bunch of people listening who are like, oh, yeah, okay, I look at uni and I look at the price tag that it comes with and nah, I'm, I'm all right. What about like informal education in your industry? Um, have you done any of that? Have you done anything outside of that norm? Like or more traditional education system and what would you recommend there for people? Well, we can, we can have a whole separate episode on education and informal education because like my, my route at uni 
wasn't typical. I don't feel, I feel like, you know, a lot of people go to uni, they, they, they study books and they, you know, talk to lecturers and all that kind of stuff. I feel like for, for a lot of us on, on my course anyway, it was a lot more digital. Like we were, we were on forums. We were, you know, watching YouTube. Oh my gosh. My degree should say Daniel Bichu slash YouTube still, because that, that, <laughs> that helped me so many times. Um, but yeah, like YouTube and like other learning resources, online learning resources were fundamental for me getting my degree and and to be honest like if I was more clued up when I was younger I probably would have gone that route of things because first of all in terms of financially it is way better um (laughs) I was about about to say mate that's do you want to hit that way again oh my gosh that's got to be a sting right paying all that money and basically on YouTube mate like uh, there's so there's so many things that stung me during during my my three year course. <laughs> um, yeah, there's 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 a lot. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely say like look at the alternatives and make sure that you're actually like if you know what you want to do or like what career or like industry you want to get into, it doesn't hurt to look at you know job postings and see what yeah. they're looking for, see what they're asking for. Are they asking for a degree do they give you the option to educate you whilst you know you work there like that (laughs) if someone someone could have paid for my education whilst (laughs) I worked I have two birds one stone like yeah 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 it's also worth mentioning at this point that like if you are looking at job boards and you're seeing these crazy demands which is what I see from from companies trying to get people in even like low to medium job roles and then demanding like five years experience in exactly the same job role and you think what how am I going to get into this um it is worth saying that as as much as these things are really detailed and written out and they sound like it's written in stone it's not at the end of the day if you've got a portfolio with really good work that shows you can do it they'll throw that whole list of requirements in the bin and give you an interview and change it um so so don't get put off by that um and there's, there's plenty of resources at thisishow.uk. You can get on there and start like tooling up and learning new skills and, and adding stuff to that portfolio. So there's always like a different route in. How did you get hired? What was your process in entering TikTok? Yeah, um, so standard really. Previously, I was working at Sony um and i was coming to the end of that contract and i was just like oh do you know what um well this is kind of a spoiler for further on in the episode but i used to work in tv so um i was like yeah i just want to kind of change career paths um and i was interested in doing something different the tech the tech industry like i had a few friends in tech who like made it sound really super interesting so i was like you know really excited to see what they have to offer and i saw tiktok had a had a job posting i think it was on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place for jobs, by the way. This is another, like, this is, but this isn't a selfish plug in it. So yeah, LinkedIn, hold out your boy. What did people tell you about tech that made you so interested to move into more of the tech side? Yeah. So in terms of moving from TV into tech, it was more because of like, t- like for me, TV was something that I was like, it was a bucket list thing. Right. And I was like, yeah, cool. Want to do it. Like want to see how it is. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be. And there wasn't a lot of um, 
autonomy and there wasn't a lot of don't get me wrong tv industry is great for a lot of other things though like it's a total vibe um but for me i was just like you know what i want to be able to impact things in a way where it wasn't just my job role as a graphic designer and that's all i'm expected to do um so when i was talking to like my friends who are in tech like they were saying yeah like yeah you do have your job role but you can do a lot of different other things as well especially depending on what company you're at like obviously tiktok is still going from that startup phase to like a a, a medium to large size company so there's a lot more room to kind of grind out what you want your job to be and um just have a lot more input and impact on the business and for me that was like all like all tick boxes i was just like yeah like i want to be able to impact things more than just like creating sick designs and 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 cool animations and stuff so yeah that's what that's that's what kind of drove me over here was it an easy transition to make were there like transferable skills from like tv and music that you were like oh i work at sony but that really works for tech i could do that or did you have to retrain no i think do you know what i think fundamental skills are are the necessary basis for any kind of like job or craft that you want to do um there's always tran- there's always going to be transferable skills as long as you've got the fundamentals down so like for me you know fundamentals in terms of like film design um and animation is like composition timing um like shape theory color theory all that kind of stuff and being able to understand those things and know when to kind of use it and how to use it and how to use it well um so i'd say there there was definitely a lot of transferable skills it wasn't a thing where i was like oh my gosh i got here and i was like i have no clue how to do any of this um it was it was very similar to be honest um it was very similar in terms of what i had to do on my day to day um and all of that kind of stuff so yeah I'd, i'd say you as long as you're a designer and you've got that kind of experience and you can display that for your work you shouldn't be worried about transferring into a different industry speaking of that particular industry like working in tv and music and then moving into tech a lot of those industries um face questions about diversity and how much room there is for career advancement in terms of diversity what would you say about the diversity within those things yeah i'd say diversity is definitely a thing that is being worked on um across all industries um like i'd say i i've been lucky enough to be like part of some diverse workforces in terms of you know um black people asian people um other minorities and women like uh, in terms of tv i feel like that was well represented in terms of working with a variety of women like on my team i'd say in terms of the teams i've worked in tv like it's always been near enough like 50-50 or like 40 60 or something like that. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, at TikTok like in 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 our business function it is similar if not more like there 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 are so many women and so many great women um on our teams that are just doing great things and and like it's incredible and then in terms of like um like black employees and stuff Yeah like I, I I remember my first day like my first day I walked in sat down I was expecting all right cool I'm going to you know meet a couple guys and you know be like you know feeling everyone out and then 
like I sat next, uh, sat opposite um, a Nigerian girl. Um, big up Wara, by the way. Um, I sat next, uh, I sat opposite her, and I was like, "Rah, like, like this is this is this is a first. Like, <laughs> all right, cool. Like, and and I felt more comfortable. I felt more at home because I was just like, yeah, do you know what? There's people here that are like me, got got similar understandings to me and similar backgrounds, and that kind of just continued. Like, we we had more um, people joining the company of diverse backgrounds. And it was it, it's incredible, it's wicked. Um, but at the same time, I think there's still a lot of work that needs to be done because um, it's not just about being able to hire people into you know early career roles or like mid level roles, but it's yeah. about having those people in senior positions and in leadership roles and seeing um, their impact and what they do. Um, but don't get me wrong, like I've got I. So my manager, big up Trevor Johnson, by the way. Um, yeah, he he. So he came over from um, Insta, and he's he's now our manager at TikTok, and like he's 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 sick at what he does, like absolutely amazing, and and he's he's a black man as well. So it's 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 something that I definitely think um, TikTok have implemented into their their hiring strategy, um, and they've definitely thought about it and. But I just think there's a there's a lot more room to um, grow as, as an industry and as a society, really. So yeah, 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 for sure. But it's really positive to hear that a company like TikTok are being really active on it. Yeah. If you're listening in, and in terms of like what working in tech is like, and you're black or you're a person of color or you're a woman or you're in any kind of the marginalized groups and are finding it difficult to enter into those career positions, head over to um, thisishow.uk and we'll have some like tangible links for you to click on and figure out any kind of diversity paths to go through. And like Daniel just mentioned, not for those kind of things that are just either assistant roles, but in places where you can actually apply for things as a, as a manager, as a leader of a team, because there are people who are more than qualified and if your portfolio speaks to that, we'll provide you all of the kind of resources that you need on thisishow.uk in order to be able to get hold of those companies and apply for those roles. Um, but that's really cool, especially as TikTok has a diverse range of people who are accessing the platform. It's really good to see that they're reflecting that within their business model because mm. the platform itself is exciting and interesting because every like 15 seconds you're... Um, you're introduced to an absolutely new and different character than the last one. I've spent hours on it before and just been like, yeah. wow, have it's I dangerous. watched a hundred videos? <laughs> I had to step off that app for a while. Yeah, me too. <laughs> My productivity was dropping hard. And then suddenly yeah. I'm like, should I do this dance? Maybe I'm really good at this dance and I never even knew I should do it. <laughs> you should, you definitely should to be fair. After being at university, you're figuring out where you want to be. How do you transition from education into work? I'd say in terms of looking for jobs and getting jobs, networks are important. Like you should you should stay in contact with people that you were at uni with. You should stay in contact with people that you've met at like careers fairs. And, you know, just even if it was at a party, like, and, you know, you met some guy who's, you know, doing something at a company that you find is cool. Like ask for his Insta, ask for his LinkedIn, like, you know, keep that, keep that, um, that, that contact because I'd say networks are, are what was like severely important for me getting into, um, 
like my my jobs um but yeah like talking to people going to events and um like conventions and stuff like that was key for me because like I I started going to like talks when I was in uni and like talking to people who were in the industry that I was trying to get into and seeing what I needed and being able to like I even used it um in my final year when I had to get like real industry feedback about some of the work that I'd done and um I talked to a guy who was like the head of animation for like one of the biggest VFX companies in um in London at the time and that was all because I went to a talk and I and I said to him oh yeah like can I get your email so I'd say networks are are highly important and then when you get in the door and you get that opportunity um just ask questions like if you if you feel like you don't know something don't be afraid to ask like you're at the end of the day you are junior or your entry level um they're not expecting you to know everything and don't be afraid to also like put your input in on things as well like there, there was times when, my, when I first started and I was like oh surely we should do this this way but I didn't think to say it because I was like oh you know I'm the junior here everyone else knows what they're doing they've been on tons of productions and worked on tons of tv shows and films and stuff and then you know slowly worked out that it was like I was correct so you know be don't be afraid to kind of you know have a voice and 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 say your opinions about things and also ask definitely ask about you know where the company see you heading like what's their trajectory for your career or for you whilst you're in the role um is it expensive to go to these talks no a lot of them are free um a lot of them are free run by different organizations Um, how did you find out about them google google is your (laughs) best friend um yeah man google anything like so would you just be like design industry talks as yeah, a Google, design for instance? Talks London, um, 3D talks or mentorships or conventions or programs and or just like even like look on Twitter and and see who's talking about it and all that. That's kind a really of stuff. good tip. We don't really go to talks as much anymore. I don't see them like I mean, there's like talks for everything, but in terms of like industry talks that are like job things and mentorship things, I think those are maybe um, something that are a little bit underused as a tool and people should really go access those because those are really good places to meet people. And also when you're in like some of those talks, like to add for it, um, I know that I've been to, I've been at talks before and people have asked me questions after, like, it's fine. Like I'm happy to yeah, ask, yeah. We ask questions after like if you want my email I'm totally going to give it to you and sometimes as well if you are emailing those people sometimes they're busy you can email them once and they miss it email again um, because I think that is also showing that your skill and passion is real because you're willing to keep going for it so if there are any uh, I like that networking thing Instagram was a good tip adding people on Instagram because your Instagram can slyly also act as your portfolio guys. I think a lot of employers do look at what you're up to in general and it's an underused thing in terms of like thinking about your, how you're presenting yourself in your career. I think maybe now people are starting to clock onto that with a lot of private Instas shout out, hold tight. All my people (laughs) who've got a Finster, (laughs) like it is a really good way for employers to see how you're applying your digital skills in your real life. So they often do check those things out. So yeah, that's a really good tip. 
Uh, I think this might be a, g- a good time to start going through your mini CV. So for those who are tuning in for the first time, uh, each of our guests get given a little mini CV that we set up for them to fill out. Um, nothing serious, nothing to worry about. And then we get to go through it for the first time live on air, which is what we'll do now. And we'll see if Daniel gets the job. Where's, we need like a da, 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 job intro. <laughs> right, here we go. Name. Uh, Daniel Abichiku. Oh, oh, oh you got it. I, don't worry, I'm going to read it back to you. We're good. <laughs> All right, cool. No pressure, no pressure. All right, that's, that's good. We're good there. Socials. Jack the Artist? Yeah. yeah. J-A-K the Artist. What are we talking here? Instagram? TikTok? Um, TikTok Instagram right? and TikTok. In fact, it's, it's a... Nice, you got the handle on both. Yeah, you know what I mean? Branding That's good. That. Um, <laughs> Branding and that. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Continuity, man, is key. <laughs> All right, cool. Job creative designer. We think we've got a foundation of what that does now? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Company, TikTok, right at the forefront. All right, let's get into the juice. Career highlight. Worked on a TV show that was nominated for a BAFTA. Wow, coming in strong. Nice. That's a clouty... uh, That's definitely raised our eyebrows. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Uh, What was the show? Um, The show was an animated kid show called Flugels. Yeah, that was was my first first job in the industry. Yeah, big up Flugels, man, every day. BAFTA nominated, that's a really big deal. That's mad. That's not not a dull moment at all. Exactly, it's very cool. Very That's cool. a strong one for the portfolio. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. Sick. All right, let's let's uh, let's bring it down a note then. Best failure: doing up karaoke at the work ex- Xmas party. Uh, <laughs> as if I read out Xmas as well. Christmas. <laughs> what song did you choose? How oh, how how was this a failure? Bruv, it was terrible, man. How bad? How bad? <laughs> what what was happened? your song? Was I was, I was, I was, I was slightly liquored up. So you know, it was like was slightly at the it Christmas was, party. Uh, I was. Uh, it was a performance. It was. You had to be there. You had to be there. Still. You need to tell me the song, otherwise we're not moving on. Uh, I can't remember what it was. A Stevie Wonder was it? A Stevie Wonder song was that? Wow. Stevie Wonder or Lionel Richie? Jones? Sick man. Yeah, Both yeah, those yeah. really trying to hit that falsetto. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was all mad. We like it to aim high. It's still a good best failure. You were aiming high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. Puns intended. Yeah, it was all about the commitment. That's what's there. Just, just remember, everything everything gets recorded at Christmas parties. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the last question to wrap it up: Why should we hire you? And we've got here what I lack in creativity. I mean, for starters, I don't think you probably lack anything in creativity if you're a creative designer. Um, <laughs> I make up for with supreme level banter. You sound like the perfect TikTok employee. <laughs> I hope so. I love it. We're like, you know what? I reckon you might be able to get a job. TikTok. <laughs> Have you tried? Have you tried TikTok? <laughs> Just throwing this out there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You've definitely got a job. It's been wonderful talking to you. Um, it's been really, really good. I mean, to summarize all those learnings, I think that what's really stuck out for, I guess, for myself and Alex included is that um, you're an all-rounder. 
And that means we're liaising with everyone from different levels, be they in tech or HR. So if you're interested in this job, like a good communicator is most definitely important. Yeah, this is a great job role for people that are interested in more than just one thing as a, as a creative. Um, people often kind of see the whole design thing and, and think of it as like graphic design or whatever. But actually everything to a degree creatively is designed uh, and if that is you and you've got an interest in kind of loads of stuff and you you find it hard to focus on one kind of discipline this could be good for you just go and like explore all those avenues whether that's 3d animation graphic design print whatever um and just yeah get on this is how learn those skills and start building your portfolio You've been listening to This Is How, created by Nominate and Liberty, your essential resource for finding a path into digital careers at the companies you love. Head over to our website at thisishow.uk to listen to more episodes, find the industry role most suited to you, and discover free training to help you get the job you want. Solid. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that contract is signed, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was wicked. You've been listening to This Is How. You've been listening to This Is How, created by Nominate and Liberty, your essential resource for finding a path into digital careers at the companies you love. Head over to our website at thisishow.uk to listen to more episodes, find an industry role most suited to you, and discover free training to help you get the job you want. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Daniel. You've been great.